This episode is brought to you by Ben Solo's Space Pajamas. Need something nice to sleep in? Or do you need to fight a savage gang? Well, ditch the unsightly rough leather and do it in style and comfort. Not even the Force feels this good. Made of real womp rat fur. The people for the ethical treatment of womp rats can suck it. Look how old you've become. Something far worse has happened to you. You know what I've come for. I know where you come from. Before you called yourself Mock and Gabe. The password to my Snapchat. We know you found it. And now you're going to give it to the voice of the rebellion. The voice of the rebellion rose from the dark side. You did not. I'll show you the dark side. You may try, but you cannot deny the truth that is your podcast. You're so right. Podcast. Conversations going every which way, and Mark and Gabe can never quite completely agree. The podcast will be with you always. Welcome to the 35th ever episode of Voice of the Rebellion. I'm Gabe. And I'm Mark. And let's just get to the news. Yes. Uh, first off, huge rumors going around mm-hmm. um, that there is a J.J. Abrams cut yes. of Episode Nine that Disney might actually release. Yeah. So I I went online and I looked at there were some people who said they had inside knowledge of what was in in it. Basically, that all of the issues that not all the issues, but a lot of the issues that people had with it was actually Disney meddling and not J.J. Abrams. Yeah. So he had a lot more Rose in it. She played a much more significant role. Um, the public-facing explanation was that um, it was interactions with Leia, and they couldn't quite get everything worked out with the digital stuff for it. But um, according to this, um, it was that Disney was worried about the fanboys who hated Rose, despite the fact that yeah. Last Jedi made a billion dollars. So they decided to, I mean, try to cut her out. And it makes sense because when you, when you watch the film, I mean, it's just beyond the Rose stuff. When yeah. you watch the film and you see how there's some like real fan service stuff in it, yeah, it, and it's so clunky how it's put together, mm-hmm. you could tell it's just more like Disney being like, "This is what you want, right? Well, this is it, right?" That, but apparently, according to this. The J.J. Abrams didn't get the final edit. He edited it and had, he had it all done. He thought it was done. And then Disney went in behind his back and added is that like, edited more stuff. No, this is all part of the whole. Rumor. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know for sure. Yeah. But it would make sense based yeah. on what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, also, he really, really, really pushed um, along with John Boyega and um, uh, Oscar Isaac. To have them be a couple. Really? Yeah. Because he had really, really pushed to have John Boyega in the in the first movie because apparently Disney was like, well, I mean, if we're going to have a girl as the main character, can we also have a black guy? I don't know if that'll work. And he was like, you're insane. Trust me. Let me make this movie. And it worked. And it was great. And there's no reason it wouldn't. But apparently Disney was kind of wary because they were worried about the fanboys. <laughs> and so then we 
so then with this one, he was like, remember how you didn't, weren't sure about John Boyega? Well, trust me this time. Yeah. And they just were like, no, we can't do it because no. this movie has to be able to come out in countries where that's illegal. And then they yeah. won't be able to show the movie. Yeah. That's actually a, a huge part of the movie industry right now is making mm-hmm. sure films are acceptable in China yeah. because that's the yeah. biggest market outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. for uh, the movie industry. Yeah. So like that's why they had in Doctor Strange, um, the ancient one wasn't uh she was celtic instead of uh from tibet yeah yeah well and and that they'll regularly have characters just randomly be like we need to go to china for like a scene or they'll show like a bunch of sites in america getting destroyed and then like one place in china getting destroyed and you're like why did they have that and it's just because to make it relevant to make it relevant for china yeah um but i've seen other movies where they'll just do a China cut of a movie where mm. you just yeah have, they would just, have scenes that are only in China yeah that are set in China because they would I mean it's all state run there so they yeah. would, they would cut the movie to make sure they yeah so on, so I would so. I would actually prefer if they would do that more of just being like you know what we're gonna make our movie for America and then we'll have a separate yeah. version that we'll put out so now we need to see the China cut of episode nine yeah well it basically just cuts out the the two background characters kissing yeah that's why they're that's why it's just the two background characters mm-hmm. is because they could just cut out that one shot to make it acceptable yeah is so so apparently this JJ cut is like over three hours long yeah that's the other issue um, just which long. I mean of course Modern day filmgoers don't actually care, yeah. but Disney had it cut because they wanted more showings in the day to yeah. make more money, which I mean makes sense from a movie studio standpoint. Yeah, but from a quality standpoint, considering and how clunky it did feel, everything was pieced together yeah. just from one scene to the next. Maybe this would be a bit. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing a JJ cut for that reason. Yeah. If it was just kind of more um, better build up, maybe to certain scenes. Yeah, but I am very wary, like. Do you, do you know if there's any rumors that the JJ cut actually changes the story? No. Or is it just expanded scenes? It's expanded scenes. It's things that when you look at the visual dictionary, you're like, oh, it sure would be nice if they yeah. had fully explained that Lando Cause, was. Because I think it'd be really weird yeah. if it was a completely, like, if it, like, tweaked the story. Because then you're seeing two different versions of Star Wars. Yeah, and then you're like, which is the truth version? And yeah, and that doesn't sit but, right with but me. But I feel like Disney might be willing to put it out because. We've seen director's cuts of Star Wars before with George Lucas. Yeah. So yeah. So they may be willing to like on Disney Plus well, be like, hey, here's the yeah, as long as it doesn't change the story. Well, but now does, they would do it just to make more money. I yeah. Mean, there's there's no harm in them doing it. Yeah. And if it does change the story, I'm probably gonna like in my head go with the J.J. Abrams cut as my yeah. version of the canon. I mean, I guess it depends what it is. But yeah. But I'd imagine he would have done a better job than than like. Disney editing. Yeah. Um, but like, but I saw like Kathleen Kennedy was pretty upset as well. Oh, right. And that's also why Oscar Isaac. See, that sucks. Cause everyone's going to blame her for I anything. Know. I know. Which like, is, which is aw- really awful because she's like a multi award winning producer. Like she yeah. knows her <laughs> stuff. And Oscar Isaac has said, he's never going to ever come back to star Wars ever. Yeah. And has been pretty dismissive of star Wars. Although Harrison Ford kept saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept coming back. But um, I think he's he's pretty burnt out yeah. because of the Disney meddling, and also John Boyega. Well, and it was um, is has been basically trolling everybody online for the last few <laughs> weeks because like going after them because 
of all the the Raylo fans. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it was so, I mean, like, all of the actors, well, not all of them, but some of them were, like, almost apologizing for the film before it had even released. Yeah. They kind kept like, saying, like, well, not everyone's going to be happy. Like, kind of like the cast of Game of Thrones for yeah. season eight. People were like, oh, is this the best season of Game of Thrones ever? And they would just laugh in the interviewers' faces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what this really, that's what episode nine felt like. It felt like the final season of Game of Thrones. Where it felt kind of rushed. Like, yeah. well, just like the, like, the, the marketing and like the responses mm-hmm. from yeah. fans too. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Which I mean, I understand it's hard to end a huge story, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but clearly Disney had too much of a hand in it. Yeah. Um, Let's talk from yeah, other news. I was going to say, so never mind. Uh, the Kenobi series. Yes. There's several rumors now. Um, the best rumor. <laughs> yeah. Being that <coughs> Jar Jar Binks is going to make a return, make a make an appearance, yeah, which and apparently, great. apparently, sporting a beard. Yes. Were there any other Gungans with beards? I don't remember. I mean, Tarpals had like the mustache. Yeah, barely. The problem is, is it's flesh, <laughs> which implies like. Does oh that yeah, they, his was. Does that mean they chop them tentacles. off to shave? Ugh. They chop tentacles off their face, like, and then they just grow back in. Like, yeah, do you um, see a bunch of Gungans walking around with like band-aids over their face because they're trying to staunch the blood of the tentacles that they chopped off to like. I just I don't yeah. understand what role he's going to have to play. I mean, I get that Kenobi's not going to just be on Tatooine. Probably he's probably going to be. Yeah. Out doing some stuff. Yeah. Not a ton, but I mean, because he's got to do, maybe, maybe it's like a bonding thing where it's like Jar Jar feels bad for giving the Chancellor emergency powers and he's yeah. like, he's like depressed well, about it and Obi-Wan in, feels bad for everything. Well, in, uh, in, uh, Aftermath, the Star Wars books that take place after that, like basically end the Empire, there's an interlude scene that has Jar Jar Binks where he's like a clown on Naboo and everybody treats him like garbage because they know that he was the one yeah. who destroyed the Republic. Like only and kids he's just talk, like, only yeah, kids, only kids will talk, talk to him. Them. And he's just like, Misa made mistakes. <laughs> and you just Misa feel, make a big boo-boo. Yeah. And you, just, and you feel kind of bad for him. Um, so it'd be interesting. And the, but that takes place after yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi. So it'd be interesting to see like where he's just like, Kenobi's like, what are you going to do now? Maybe me set these street performer. The other rumor. Yeah, they're going to be looking at casting a young Luke and Leia. Um, so Luke makes perfect sense because yeah. Obi-Wan is guarding him. Yeah. And it feels like Luke has probably met Obi-Wan at least once or twice before. If not just yeah, from Yeah, because he's seen... Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he... He knows he's like, he was like, well, he's ben. like, Ben, Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Then it's like, he doesn't quite recognize him. So maybe he hasn't seen him since he was a kid, like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, Leia makes sense if they decide to go and do some like scenes where it cuts away and show, maybe Obi-Wan has to go to Alderaan at some point to talk to Bail Organa, you know, something like that. <laughs> what if he's just like touring Alderaan? 
Yeah. Like, man, these are some awesome parks you guys have. Yeah. You guys have an awesome civilization here. I love You guys this. are so friendly. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> just everything, look, everything they can do to pull out your heart. Look at all these amazing, yeah. unique works of art that can't be seen anywhere else yeah. in the galaxy. No one would dare <laughs> replicate them. Oh, look, it's an entire field full of baby Yodas. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope that nothing happens with a laser directly on this, this area right here specifically. Yeah, and then when they show like then the, like at the very end of the whole se- series they show like Alderaan uh, and you see the laser hit directly <laughs> into that field is where like the center point is. Uh, yeah, do it. Do the um, do the Mark and Gabe cut. <laughs> also um uh, what Ewan McGregor has been seen going around with a beard and his hair growing out. Mm-hmm. So he's probably getting ready for the role is what they're saying. Yeah. I'm guessing they probably aren't going to shoot it in Tunisia, if I had to guess. It seems like... And these shows have... The TV shows have a smaller budget. Yeah. And it seems like... Well, be, do they, though? They have a smaller... Mandalorian was $10 million an episode. $10 million an episode? Yeah. They spent $80 million on this thing. Still, so, no, but still, that's a smaller budget because that's eighty million mm-hmm. for how many hours of we got eight up. Yeah, and Mandalorian were short episodes too. Okay, but that's forty-five minutes times eight yeah. for eighty million dollars. Star Wars costs two hundred million dollars for just for yeah. two hours. Mm-hmm. So it's much lower budget in comparison. Yeah. However, there's giant sand dunes right outside of L.A. So that's where I would guess that, that's where they film troops. Okay. The Star Wars parody. That's where I would guess that they would probably yeah. film it. Um it's probably where they filmed the tattooing scenes for Mandalorian. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's oh and that's supposed to start filming like this summer. And yeah. Deborah Chow, who directed multiple episodes of The Mandalorian, basically like, all the best episodes that Taika Waititi didn't direct, she directed. Yeah, like she did the uh the third episode of Mandalorian. Um which one was that? That was uh, when he, like, decides he's going to actually go back for Baby Yoda. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a big Mandalorian fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be starting later this summer. Um, and then Mandalorian Season 2 has already begun filming. Yes, and that's and that, coming that out. should be coming in the fall, yeah. they said. So. Which is nice that they got that yeah. quick a turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, John Favreau put out an image of a little statue of a Gamorrean to, like, announce oh, that the yeah. next season was coming out. So I'm yeah. guessing we're going to see some Gamorreans, which will be fun. I saw a headline that was, like, it like in part due to The Mandalorian, like, yeah. the, the Disney streaming service is worth $100 billion. <laughs> so, yeah, they got their investment yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Clone Wars, uh, this final season, is starting on Disney Plus mm-hmm. um, in February, middle of February. Um, I have only seen like the first, I think two and a half seasons of the, of the Clone Wars. So I'm actually going to be going back and rewatching and I'm going to watch the whole thing. Probably, I probably won't get there by the time. Yeah. Because there, it was, it was meant for TV and so <laughs> like not regular television. So it's like 20 episodes a season. Yeah. Uh, well, so I'm going to have to, and they're basically trying to bridge the gap for Maul's story. 
Yeah. Because, like, the last time you see him in Clone Wars, he's fighting the Emperor, and then they just make no mention of him after that. Yeah. But, they, they've, but they've explained it in comics. They need to get him to the point <clears throat> of uh, Solo. Yeah. And then get him into Rebels. Uh, they do. <laughs> and then... Uh, then also you need to wrap up Ahsoka's story so that that can yeah. lead into Rebels as well. So they kind of they're ba- they basically just have two characters they have to tie stuff together with. Um, and then uh, this the final season of Star Wars: The Resistance is going on right now, mm-hmm. which is um, there's only two seasons, but the animation I was not a big fan of. Yeah, and that, I've that's seen, really turned me. I've off. seen like half an episode. Yeah. So I want to go back and rewatch it. But it, it seemed a little too kiddish for me, too. But that's the thing is that the Rebels was, too, for the first season. Yeah, and that's what turned me off from Rebels, too. And then it improved. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they did they improve it, but I've heard enough yeah. good stuff about it to think that it did improve. Yeah. Speaking of Rebels, there actually is a rumor that there's a sequel show to Rebels coming out later this year. Yeah. Also, I found out that Mads Mikkelsen, who mm-hmm. is um, Jyn Erso's father, Galen Erso, mm-hmm. his brother is the voice of Thrawn, who is also uh, one of the... I can't remember the name of the the wizard uh, in The Witcher and was also the Russian president of the House of Cards. Apparently oh, okay. apparently that's Mads Mikkelsen's older brother, uh-huh. and they're both gigantic Star Wars nerds, and also that guy would be perfect for a live-action Thrawn. Yeah. Like if they did yeah, a, it. Would. Yeah. Which could happen. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so I think that's about it yeah, for the we news. we can cover other news next to, Yeah. Next episode. All right. All right, let's go into two main topics. Two topics. Voice of the Rebellion. All right. So, we're going to talk about Mandalorian. To be our Mandalorian review. Yes. Um, Mark, take it away. <laughs> You've been preparing I didn't prepare anything yeah. for this, so. Which is great. I'll let you lead the conversation. I never prepare anything ever yeah. for this. Gabe just brings me, like, what we're going to talk about. I bring him like, notes. All right. So, uh, Mandalorian, it was eight episodes. Indeed. Like, seven episodes in, I was like. This is terrible. Most of it, most of this was filler. It felt like, so, like, if well, you go back, if you go back and watch, um, like Star Trek The Next Generation, there's probably about six or eight episodes in an mm-hmm. entire 22-episode season that are the important episodes. Everything else is like, yeah. hey, we're going to have a trombone concert on the Enterprise this week. Well, that's interesting. And that's like the entire episode. Yeah. And then, so it felt like a lot of those were that. But then when you get to like – actually, it was like right at episode seven. That's when everything suddenly – like they were like, oh, you remember all those characters that – we're just these little one-shot right. characters you didn't really care about. By the way, everything is all gathered back together. Doing the classic and putting together a crew. Yeah. Um, now, there are a lot of tropes oh, in yeah. Mandalorian, but I don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't care how bad, like, the tropes were. Yeah. I was like, I love well, it. Well, the entire thing is the lone wolf and cub mm-hmm. classic Japanese story of the fierce warrior who then has, like, a kid that he carries around in yeah. the battle. Um yeah, I loved the, the yeah. whole thing. I mean, so I feel like the first three episodes played as a movie. Yes, yeah. And four, five, and six were all filler. Yes. And then seven and eight were the actual story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, continuing off, like, the first movie, kind of. Um, of one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I was... 
so of course one, two, and three, I was super into it. Mm-hmm. And then four came around. It was, I guess episode four is the one that I felt like was a little too over the top with the tropes, <laughs> the like training the villagers to fight for themselves. Oh yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a, <laughs> uh, the seven samurai or the, um, Magnificent Seven was what yeah. that that was that what that was based on. Although oh, I loved the imagery of the um, AT uh, ST yeah. with the red like yeah. red eyes, yeah, like that was so really it's like cool. a creature yeah. to them. And also, Cara Dune was just like a really cool. Yeah, no, and Cara Dune's great. So yeah, you, you had to find an episode to introduce her to. Yeah. So I, I get that. Um, and then they and they established more stuff about like him not taking off his helmet. And then yeah. he's like, he was going to settle down. He was considering settling down. Yeah, that part was a little too much yeah. for me. Because I was like, he's was not like, going to yeah, settle down. All right. He's got multiple episodes <laughs> left. He's not going to go. Um, I liked the jailbreak. However, I didn't like the two Twi'leks. Yeah. Like, the they girl the, top. the girl was way over the yeah. top, super like, obnoxious. And yeah. then her brother showed up, and he was just... Like, yeah. Just we're the, we're the crazy loose cannon vampires. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like they had like, fangs, but Twi'leks don't really have like, yeah. they don't have canine fangs. Like the men have like I all think, their teeth sharp. I didn't and mind, and I didn't, why well, didn't mind her like get up, but the male Twi'lek, it, it was like the makeup was not right. He looked like a guy just put, yeah. like hoses on his head. Yeah. Like, and well, and with her though too, like she just spent like her entire time constantly just like licking her fangs. And yeah. Just, like, yeah. Just every what every scene, like, every scene that she had, that she was in, yeah, was like, and it wasn't even like when on shows when they try to be like, too, like they try to make a character too sexy. She was yeah. just weird, yeah, yeah. So I um, did love though in that episode how at the end it shows that they were all actually alive in the cell. Yeah, like yeah. that. Like that's how good he is. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to compromise like his honor all at the same time. Like yeah. And I liked how there, it introduced this whole prison ship where they were all, like, it was all yeah. automated and stuff like that was interesting. Yeah. So of the filler episodes, that one was the best for sure. Yeah. Um, and I liked that it touched a little bit more on the, um, the New Republic government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I hope they explore more in season two of what, the the, other, of what the government's like. Now I can't think what's the other filler it was, it was It was episode five. It was the one with the guy who wanted to get into the guild. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. legendary. Yeah, and, he, and he's it's like an awful kid actor. I don't know. He was what? he was an awful actor, and then he, he he was like he was trying too hard. But I feel like that was like the point. Of the I, I do too. I feel like he was supposed to be this annoying. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't like how quickly they killed off. Um, uh, I can't think of the name. Ming Na Win. Yeah. Although, I, and that's just not the loose end because at the end of the episode, they show someone walking up to her, and you don't know who it is. It's on Tatooine. So yeah. I think that's possible that it's Boba Fett because it was established. Yeah, no. It was established yeah. in aftermath that that at least Boba Fett's uh, half digested armor made it out of the, yeah. the Sarlacc. So it's possible that it was him. They but they did kind of leave it open, which I liked because that means that it just gives you more stuff for See, Boba the next Fett should have, or maybe Boba Fett is really dead. And then what they should have done at the end of Episode Nine is be like, "Who are you?" And Ray looks over and sees the ghost of Boba Fett. She's like, she's like I'm Ray Fett. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then and then episode seven and eight were like really, really good Fantastic. at like establishing stuff. Yeah, it was just what, what I really, I think what I love most about the show, and I think it's why I love Rogue One too, is it's just the 
the imagery is so Star Wars. Yeah. And and it has like new fresh imagery too. Like so like I so the main saga movies, they kind of try to repeat the imagery because there's this po- poetry to it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that in the Mandalorian. Like for instance, I think the best imagery was the um IG11 walking through the lava at the end. Yeah. And yeah. it just that just that scene, it just felt so fresh. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. And well then you got the villagers. So I guess I guess it's ironic there's a bunch of freshness amid all the tropes. Yeah, yeah. So um you got know. the villagers who are all like apparently like scooping up blue shrimp. Yeah. And then like in the background you just see this like spindly droid walking by with this gigantic basket full of them. Yeah. That's just so Star Wars. Like yeah. Star Wars has such like great like you can always tell like if something's in the Star Wars universe even if it's on a completely different world. Like, yeah, that's what I like about it. I think um, the first three episodes are like perfectly paced. Mm-hmm. It's like a one, two, three act. Like I wish they would edit it together. I would go see it in, in a theater. Yeah. I was, about, the first I was about to say together. like, I would love, what, what, like that's basically the first film. You got the perfect, I, well, that's like enough, a trilogy kind of, you know? there's enough there that I think you could actually make the first, like I would let, like Topher Grace went and edited episodes mm-hmm. one, two and three into a single movie. I'd love to see somebody edit the first three episodes into a single movie and then the filler episodes into a single movie. And filler then the episodes last... would be hard to make in a movie, yeah. though, because that's they're maybe, so disjointed. Then, then maybe, do, maybe do a second movie that would be seven and eight while showing, yeah. like, some scenes, like flashbacks stuff, yeah, of, yeah. like, yeah. the other ones that you would need to see. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. But I think, okay, what was your favorite episode in all of it? Um... I think I think the last episode. Yeah. Like, because the whole gang's together and it's Yeah, the whole gang's together. The IG eleven is IG eleven's fantastic. I love the that they actually spent time um explaining how uh was his name Quill Quill? Quill, yeah. Yeah. Um reprogrammed him. Yeah. Um because that was part of like the Mandalorian's character arc too, was like he hates droids. Yeah. So like so funny thing. Yeah. Before I watched the show, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll give this show a try. Like, I thought it would just be another, like, shoot him up, cowboy. And it is that. Yeah. But, like, I thought it was going to be, like, over the top, like, look at me. I'm a badass. Yeah. Like, I was, like, like when I – going into it, I was like, I don't really care about Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah me too. I was like, like, I don't care. But I'll, that I'll, sucks. I'll, I heard it's good. I'll, I'll give it a try. And so, of course, the first scene is him acting all badass, taking that guy in, mm-hmm. and then he takes him out in the snow to the speeder, and, like, the guy is, like, brings up the speeder with the droid in it, and he's like, no droids. And I was like, I can get on board with this, <laughs> because I also hate droids. Yeah. Every time we do a Star Wars RPG campaign, Every I, time. I, my character's racist against droids. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. You've you've scooped me in. I'll yeah. uh, I'll I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching for a little bit longer. <laughs> but that matters because his whole backstory is he droids killed his family. Yeah, and he doesn't trust droids. And so the fact that they spent time on Quill like reprogramming him. Yeah, and like being like because they could have just done a, a a one sentence dialogue of oh yeah I reprogrammed him he's good yeah. now. Yeah, but the fact that they actually showed it and he's like. Droids aren't good or evil. It's just what they what we teach them to be. Yeah. So I taught him all of these things over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you so, watch like the like, little montage. Yeah, of yeah. Him, like, learning it, it made IG Eleven's death so impactful. Yeah, especially at the end when like the Mandalorian's like, "No, like you'll die," and he's like, "This is our only choice." And he, yeah, 
And uh, he's like, don't be sad. He's like, I'm not sad. He's like, no, I've, I've uh, analyzed your voice. You're, <laughs> you're sad. You're sad. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, that's great. Like, the Mandalorian himself has grown. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I can trust droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was good. I think that's my favorite overall part of it. Yeah. Just the character development there with yeah. the Mandalorian. Who did you think saved him when he was a child initially? Because I had a theory that I was hoping for. You know, when they see him, you, they shove him down a little hole. Mm-hmm. And it continues to, like, not show who saved him. Just that the door's open and he's, like, looking up. Mm-hmm. And somebody saves him. And it wasn't until, like, at the end that you saw, like, the other Mandalorians. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. I was hoping that it was going to open up. Because you saw that who it was that was destroying the village. It was a bunch of super battle droids. Mm-hmm. So that means it's the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that it was going to open up and you were going to have Ewan McGregor standing there. <laughs> it would have been fantastic. I mean, but... Because then it would have tied into the Kenobi series. It, yeah, but then you couldn't have had all this stuff about the Jedi. Like, yeah, like no, at the, especially at the end when the the, Mandalor- the other Mandalorian is... <sighs> the, yeah. the Forger one is... Yeah, no, I know. Really, like, they're our enemy and all yeah. that. Um, but... Uh, I think actually my favorite episode is episode two of just him with the Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, I watched the episode and I immediately wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Well, that was great. And there was like the, the whole like egg thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, Jawas are terrible. And Cause that's funny. Cause the episode starts with him like sniping Jawas. Yeah. And baby Yoda's even like looking over like, yes, yes. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, God, like, I hate this character now. He's sniping Jawas. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, I'm like, okay, no, they deserve to be sniped. Well, and one thing, like, going going into, like, headcanon time, um, the Jawas all have red eyes. Mm-hmm. Jawas are supposed to be native to Tatooine. Yeah. So in, like, my mind, there's something on Tatooine, maybe something in their diet or something. Yeah. That gives them yellow eyes that they don't get when they're off world. Because if you go and look at like the toys, mm, yeah. they, they call the red eyed ones off world Jawas. Yeah, I didn't notice that. So they all have red eyes. So like in my like immediately I'm I'm always trying to like figure out like explanations for things. So in my head I was like, Oh, all Jawas have red eyes because there's something on Tatooine that causes them to have yeah. yellow eyes. Um <clears throat> What how, what did you think about the Moff Gideon? That was great. I, yeah, I thought he was a really brilliant. Yeah, that character. It's the it's the guy who played. Uh, I forgot the character's name, but in Breaking Bad, yeah, um, if anyone's seen that, but he's like just this like super calm. Like, yeah, this is how things are. He always plays like, those types of characters, <laughs> yeah. and I always like him. And he always, yeah. he's always such like a, he has such a fantastic voice. Like he's probably like one of my favorite voices in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and so when the minute he shows up and the the tie fighter like comes in and then it's like folds its wings, yeah, so that it can land lower to the ground, I thought was pretty cool. And then he steps out, I was like, oh, this yeah. is fantastic. And now and now he's he's got the dark saber, yes. Um, which I don't know if you want to explain that. Yeah, so the dark saber is a lightsaber that was created by the first Mandalorian to become a Jedi. And there's this whole, like, there's this whole thing behind it in both Clone Wars and Rebels where basically, like, one Mandalorian is the heir to the Darksaber. Um, and so the room, the, the Sabine Wren in Rebels, which mm-hmm. takes place, like, five years before um, 
A New Hope, she's the heir to the Darksaber. So as far this as we is, know, that's the last time it was seen. That was the last time it was and seen. And now, obviously, they said that he, that Gideon was the one who, like, raided the planet. Yeah. So he so got did he, it. Did he kill Sabine? Yeah. Or did he just, you know, did um, she lose it to him? But the great thing is you could even have Sabine Wren as an actress yeah. show up. Yeah. Older, to, like, yeah. trying to, like, reclaim it or do a flashback yeah. showing him taking it. And because the rumor is, is that... Mando is the the current like heir to the dark saber and that he's the one who should end up having it and that that's what like the next season will but happen. He was like. just some random foundling. Why would they make him the heir? And because he kinda, it's he kinda, not because it's not a race, it's a creed. No, no, I know, but like he effed up their whole operation on the on yeah. the planet there. Yeah. I feel like they'd be really mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean um <laughs> And that's that's the thing too is that this is very different explaining what Mandalorians are compared to mm-hmm. the everything we've seen from Clone Wars yeah. and Rebels. Um, so well, it seems I've to seen, me that like the, they're the way they are now to survive. Yeah, and, and that's, with the, this, that's the difference between them and now and before. And with this whole like not taking off your helmet thing, like there's a lot of Mandalorians out there, and we've seen that they're factional. Mm-hmm. So it could be that this is just like a religiously, like zealous cult kind of, yeah. Who were like, are like, no, we never take off our helmets because also like the, I don't believe there's any Mandalorians in any of those series who say that guns are their religion. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is like a religious cult, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the Clone Wars series, there is this guy who is trying to like make the Mandalorians more warrior like again. Yeah. Because the um Satine had made them more pacifist. Yeah. Um, so I wonder I guess his influence eventually took over. And yeah. yeah. They did just become warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and of course we haven't even talked about Baby Yoda yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um apparently so it's it's not CGI, it's just a puppet. Yes. They had tried, they were gonna, they had told, um, Werner Herzog, who plays the client, that they were going to do a, um, they were gonna, basically they were, they were filming with the puppet, and then they told him, oh yeah, we're gonna take the puppet out now, and we're gonna reshoot the scene without him there, so we can, like, replace him with CGI where we need to, and he called them all cowards. Yeah. (laughs) And was like, no, you have to keep this as a puppet. Apparently, also the puppet was like worth like five million dollars, like the really like close Jeez. up detailed puppet, um, because one of the guys who was one of the scout troopers from the final episode, he was told like they shot the the scene where he punches Baby Yoda, yeah, and then um, John Favreau was apparently like up in his office, like on a different part of the set like watching as they were filming and he like came down out of his office, like all the way down to set and was like, by the way, that's a $5 million puppet just so you know. And then like walked away. So then he said he kept like punching and like, like purposely like missing because he was worried about hitting the thing. So I just put a different, I I got like a $100,000. Also the day that the episode came out, Jason Sudeikis was like one of the most, um, like talked about people on Twitter and it was all people threatening Jason Sudeikis' life. 
<laughs> and calling him a real uh, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fantastic. The minute he started talking, I'm like, that's Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Baby Yoda. Every single time Baby Yoda was on the screen, I would just start giggling. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Baby Yoda. It made me so happy. Yeah. They did such a good job of like manipulating your emotions to yeah. what you care about. Yeah. Baby Yoda. I mean, just just this whole the whole setup of the show is brilliant yeah. because they can go in any direction they want for starters, yeah. um, with discovering what the race is of yeah. the baby. Um of the child. Mm-hmm. Um and I wonder it's funny that so at the end, um Baby Yoda's like um, like basically Baby Yoda's now a Mandalorian yeah until he delivers him to his planet yeah if he can find it yeah um I just wonder if they'll do any time jumps or the problem is you can't do that much of a time jump because yeah. he's fifty years old and still a baby so right so it wouldn't matter I guess the thing um, is, is that if you go and do the math on it it doesn't work Yoda, Yoda was like fifteen years old when he died <laughs> yeah you know it doesn't work because Yoda says he was training Jedi when he was a hundred yeah. So babies so, have to like grow up unless that. there's like this rapid growth period between like fifty and a hundred. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, he would still be a and, child training Jedi, which is entirely possible if they're like really force sensitive as babies. Like if if they at least if he at least grows into like a six year old. By then. like he doesn't even know speech right now. Yeah. I mean, he's basically like okay, what would he be right now? Let's say. Let's say two to be generous. Yeah. That would make him four. That would make him four. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, but I'm saying like maybe there's like a little bit of like – like it accelerates a little bit. No, no. That, that's that's how I try to make sense of it. It's like there's just like kind also, of like a cocoon growth. Also, the, uh, the doctor who is with the client has a patch on his shoulder that is the same as the – all the clones have on Camino. Oh, yeah. I so it's possible that if what if instead this baby was cloned not necessarily from Yoda but from his race because yeah. he's like they're like powerful in the force and he was given like instead of accelerated growth given slowed down growth so that they could like you know study them longer or something like that you know that type of thing so like maybe he is supposed to be older at 50 and this one isn't I don't. And so when they when finally like they show up at the Yoda planet, they're like, all the aliens are like, "What's wrong with this kid?" <laughs> I mean, I don't see them doing that. Um, but I was actually really like annoyed when I see all these theories online that are like, "It's really a clone of Yoda," and it's like, yeah. why can't you just let the story be its own thing? Yeah. Why does everything have to be something? Yeah. You know, like, why well, can't I saw one rumor online that said that originally they were supposed to be, it was supposed to be a baby Wookiee, like just in like the initial, like planning, like just sure. figuring out, oh, let's do a lone wolf and cub story. Yeah. And it was initially supposed to be a Wookiee, but then when they were showing around like the imagery to people around Lucasfilm, they were like, is that an Ewok? And they were like, oh, damn it. Yeah. So they had to switch over to a baby Yoda instead because they yeah. wanted it to be an iconic alien. I would like to see a baby Quarren, little baby squid face instead, or little baby, um, <laughs> baby Akbar. little baby Akbar instead. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, like, I just like, let the story be like, there's enough mystery there of what his race is. Yeah. 
and why they're powerful in the Force. Yeah. And, like, because literally, literally, like, Lucas, George Lucas, like, that's the one thing that he never let anybody touch on. Yeah. Uh, people who wrote books, comics, all they the were, TV they shows. Boba Fett. People like, wrote all kinds of stuff, yeah. like, hinting about the Clone Wars, despite, like, he, he was... Anything that yeah. touched on Yoda and his race, he, was he, like, no. he, he said no. He wanted that to remain a mystery, like, forever. Yeah. And kind of like, like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and his Tom Bombadil. Tom, he was like, I don't know who Tom Bombadil is, but yeah. I'm not going to let anybody else figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I guess Favreau, like, actually talked to Lucas about it. Oh, okay. And uh, Lucas is like, yeah, you have to go ahead. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, At this point, he's like, <laughs> everybody's ruined all my toys anyway. <laughs> um, so, but, like, the... The only previous canon that we had was just that um, his planet was hidden. No one could find Yoda's planet. Mm-hmm. Um, There's at least one other. And they had. there were previous Jedi um, for Yoda's race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, we saw Yaddle in Phantom Menace. What happened to Yaddle, by the way? Do you know? No. Of all your knowledge? They have, no. Have they, has it been touched on? I, I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. We'll look that up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, there, like it was – the only things established was that um, the race was powerful in the forest and the planet is hidden. And and the, the race will, will go at all costs to, to keep it hidden. Okay. Like, Yoda refused to let the council know. Yoda kept it secret himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So – What if it's just, like, a crazy, like, orgy planet? <laughs> Yoda's like, I'm not letting anybody know. <laughs> About my vacation spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. I cannot let anybody know how messed up my plan is. <laughs> I mean, when you think about how crazy Yoda is, like, in his older, older age, <laughs> like, I guess it uh, yeah. makes sense. Just like the current ongoing discussion of when exactly um, Ray's father was born <laughs> and conceived. All the math lines up so it'd be after Revenge of the Sith. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true. Because he could just be a really young looking dad. Yeah, he could be at least he it can be at least mean, like forty two, I yeah. think, to be it doesn't before, mean that. Yeah. yeah. But I think actually we should I'm just talk about this right now. Are um, we moving into No just that. Um, right. but uh what if so first off uh, they've established. They well, I guess they've kind of un unsaid. Um, the writer Charles Soule, who made the comic that like revealed that Palpatine made Anakin. Yeah, he said that was just a vision. That's not true. Yeah, Lucasfilm has gone back on it and like basically said like, no, we're not saying that Palpatine made Anakin. I know, but at the same time, like if you go back and look at the look at the script. The script for Revenge of the Sith did have that that whole thing. I looked into this recently. That whole thing that I've said for a while that the great twist in, in Episode 3 would have been him explaining mm-hmm. that he had manipulated and been like, in a way you could say, I am your father. Yeah. That that was actually in the script for... In the original in, script? In the original script. It just never ended up making it into the movie. Hmm. So, like, George has been thinking about that for a while. And then they showed that in the vision... Like, until they establish in the actual um, comics or the books or something definitively, mm-hmm. 
they've established enough of it to that he that that did happen that I'm going to assume that that's the case. Yeah, until they say otherwise. I mean, it makes which, sense. Which makes Ray like what uh, Ben Solo's aunt. I think it was like second cousins or something. Second cousins, yeah. Though at the same time, it wasn't like Emperor Palpatine didn't put his DNA into. No, no, me. it was it was chlorians. Yeah, it was just manipulation. DNA. Yeah. Um, but my thought was, and this would make the fanboys really upset. Yeah. Is what if Palpatine's son is him manipulating midichlorians in a woman, hmm. and people just thought he was a son? Yeah. Um. And he did this because Anakin got burnt up to a crisp. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to need someone new. This Skywalker thing is not working out. Yeah. I did not know he had children. Yeah. I'm going to need to make another child to, yeah. like, to be so was powerful. His, was his son the intended one? Or was it was he intending well, for his grandchild? And then I, I imagine that, no, I imagine that his son was supposed to be, and his son, like, didn't want to be Palpatine, associated with Palpatine. And so he went off to be nobody. Yeah. And then had a child, and it wasn't brought to Palpatine's attention until way later that Ray was even running around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that would be, then that would bring up, like, well, who's the real chosen one? Yeah. Ray or Anakin. Yeah. And, or are they both? But that would make the fanboys upset because they can't stand Ray being anybody. I know, yeah. Um, and did we talk about this last time with. Yeah, where JJ was saying how the even worse than being nobody is realizing you're like Hitler's granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Which, Which I don't I see all these people upset on Twitter that are like like the Palpatines won. Like they they yeah. like stole this like or like no the thing that annoys like, me is when people are like, Well, I guess it just proves that that it really is it can't be just anybody. I'm like Dude, we got Mace Windu. We've got Adi Gala. We got literally every single other Jedi in the entire galaxy. Yeah. And Finn now. And Finn now. Like, it's just. Like, the. It's the same thing where I've got, yeah. I've got a friend who's who does. Is like, man, Jakku is just. Happens to be a really lucky planet that it happened. Had all these things happen on it where everything came together to allow them to save the galaxy. I'm like, no. In the same way that it was lucky that the droids landed on Tatooine and Luke happened to get a hold of him. It wasn't luck. Yeah. It was the force. It was the force. The well, living force. Like, yeah. Well, and they literally say it in the visual dictionary for Force Awakens that the force mm-hmm. awakened in Rey mm-hmm. because Luke shut him off, himself off to the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so the force is guiding things. Um, I mean, granted, like, I empathize with it because I do think it would have been a powerful story if Rey was nobody. Yeah. And the force was picking someone new. But I understand why they did what they had to do. Yeah. Um, but we're getting off track. Um, so the Mandalorian. Yes. Where Where do you think season two is going to go? We're, let, let, we're going to say a, another eight episodes. Do you think they'll do some more world building filler? Because that's what I feel like those filler I, episodes yeah, were a lot of world building. I think they will because it's him just on the run with the child. Mm-hmm. So how many more desert planets? I know. Because we got two in this season, and then we've gotten, like, two desert, different desert planets in the sequel series. Yeah. And then, 
we had two desert planets in the prequels. I think it makes sense. There's tons of planets that are, no, I know. That are too close to the... Yeah. No, I, too I'm, far from the I'm sun. I'm never bothered like, by there being a lot of desert planets. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, the alternative is like a bunch of forest planets. Every planet is Earth. A like, bunch of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the same way, if you go, go back and watch Stargate and then complain about how every single episode... They're on a completely different planet, and every single one of them happens to look like the forests of Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia. <laughs> Same thing yeah. with Battlestar Galactica. Huh. Every single planet happens to look like the forests of British Columbia. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's – I'm fine with there being lots yeah. of different desert worlds, and the and as long as you're establishing the different cultures of the different yeah. desert worlds. Well, and like, like we said earlier, there's only so much budget for – Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. can't pour $100 million in special effects for a – Cool Camino planet, or yeah. you know, not every world can be Magito. <laughs> Wait, what was Magito? Uh, Magito is, I believe. Oh no, I was thinking Felucia. Um, oh yeah, Magito, I believe, is where um, Coyote Mundi gets shot down and killed, which is just sort of like a that's, misty planet on us. Like, that's the greatest death scene, I think. It's yeah, ours. we should actually do a what's the best death scene? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, not every planet can be Felucia with its gigantic, like flowers, and flowers, and, and yeah. mushrooms, and everything like that. Um, where I think it goes, I don't know. I think it's going to be. I think it's clear it's going to be a slow burn. Is, I mean, is they're going to find the planet by the end of the of season two? I doubt it. No, I that this will because I other, like they're they going to. They're, no, they're going to introduce other plot devices. Then there has to be some like the person who of, found the the assassin's body. Yes. In the first season. But then there has and, to be some some payoff at the end of season two, so you aren't just feeling like you're it's going to be more on. stuff built on Gideon and him just having like, like now it's personal. Yeah. Like, maybe like he kills Gideon at the end of season yeah, two I mean, he and, gets the dark like, saber, and gets the dark I mean, saber. Actually, I, mean, I, the reason I brought up Yoda being like a Mandalorian now is baby Yoda would get the dark saber. Yeah. And so he's like a Jedi, but Mandalorian weapon. So yeah. he fulfills the, cause the first Jedi who became Mandalorian made the dark saber. Yeah. And then Baby Yoda gets the Darksaber. Here's something. Like, I'm watching this on a computer screen. I don't have a gigantic, huge flat screen TV, so maybe people who do have that would have noticed this. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice until I saw the pop figure of her that Cara Dune's little like, yeah. dot underneath her eye is yeah. actually a rebel symbol. They did. I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense why she's constantly going on about how she's going to be murdered if the, if the Imperials ever see her. I'm like... You're yeah. just some lady. People aren't going to notice who you are, but it was like, oh, that's a that's a rebel tattoo underneath her eyes. Yeah, so I'm well, guessing they, they had one line of dialogue yeah. it about it, but it was like passing. It was like I think it was maybe it was Quill. It was just like you should cover that up or something. Yeah, yeah. But, and I just hadn't caught on that. And, yeah. But then looking at the pop figure, yeah. She had, and what I would guess is she was probably captured by Imperials because in the same way, like back in the back in the old times, they would like if you were a, a criminal, they would. Yeah. Tattoo on onto you, or they or would just have you know, pride off a finger or something like that. That's that's true. She too. Just had pride. Um, like, I saw brand really, you. They branded you like like Batman and Batman for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw a really cool picture of her like in like really cool like commando armor that it was like a fan art piece that was like this is what maybe she looked like as a drop trooper. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, who? Who's, uh, who yeah, who's your favorite? Yeah, who's your favorite character? I like. Besides, besides Mandalorian, besides Mandalorian and Baby Yoda and Baby, yeah, I would say probably Cara Dune. I thought she was a really cool yeah. character. 
she was uh, Gina Carano was obviously like having the time of her life. Yeah, getting to do that. Yeah, um, she. I I loved her personality. Like like when Baby Yoda's apparently force choking people now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be the sweet little thing. Um, and she's like, that is not okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, just that kind of like. Well, apparently the uh, uh, Gina Carano actually uh, passed out twice while filming that scene because she was actually like holding her breath and straining. It's commitment, like, I guess. Yeah. And like she, like she, she fell unconscious like the first time and they were like. Helped her up. Like, what like, are you doing? Do we didn't ask you to do this. And they were like, let's do this again. And then they, and they were like, ease up on it a little. And then she like passed out again. And they were like, all right. <laughs> all right, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because I actually saw a video of like, I don't remember what the show was, but there was some show where she was um, taking some TV show host and she was choking him out like yeah. to show how quickly you can make knock somebody out. And so I watched her as she like, knocked this guy into unconsciousness by like choking him out from behind. Yeah. And so it was funny then to see that she actually like choked herself out. <laughs> uh, my favorite is probably Quill. Quill was pretty great. Yeah. yeah. He's uh it just, I mean, when you see him dead at the end of episode seven, yeah. I, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. Of course I had to have a death. Like it made sense. Yeah. But it was just, ah, IG 11 was also great. Like Taika Waititi was <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. For that, yeah. Like, Taika Waititi has such a good, like, comedic timing. Yeah. And is so good at apparently playing CGI characters. But, like, this character is completely monotone and has no emphasis on his voice and yet still conveyed so much. Yeah. So, Grief Karga is great. Yeah. Yeah, I like his over the top nature. Yeah, he was very, very <laughs> Mando. Oh, also, uh, Amy Sedaris as the mechanic with the pit droids. Yeah, I, 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 I loved. Uh, I like Amy Sedaris as an actor, and I like, and I liked that she had nineteen eighties hair. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is straight out, like, that's exactly the hairstyle she would have if they were filming this. I actually felt like that part was a little overacted. It was, but she's also but a... Maybe that's because the whole episode was overacted. Well, and she's a comedy actress yeah. whose whole comedy is very, like, broad, yeah. over-the-top humor. Um, so it made it made sense that she was a bit over-the-top, but, um, I mean, yeah, I don't think... Besides, like the the young bounty hunter, there was there weren't any bad actors, yeah, or bad characters. Or bad characters. That's the yeah. thing. Is like even though it's full of these tropes, um, the characters are just yeah. You get a sense of who they are with like not much screen time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they just apparently what they had done is they had poured a ton of money into just the writing staff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they wanted this to be a hit. Yeah. And well, that's the thing is you, you had to have this be a hit because otherwise it was like, okay, Star Wars doesn't work for, for live action TV and they yeah. would never try it again. You're, yeah. You, your opening argument they, for stars on TV and it flops. Disney like, would have canceled the Kenobi series. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Should we do some trivia? Yeah. Sounds good to me. 
One, we said we were going to be two topics, and we just decided we'll say to say the second one. Yeah, we're sure. going to talk about the themes that tie the whole Skywalker saga together. I'm really excited for that one. But that's yeah. like one that really needs its own hour. It does. This is just going to drag along. Um, and then second of all, um, the opening song <laughs> is a brand new song by CJ. It's fantastic. It's, it's just <laughs> fantastic. So uh, thank you, CJ. And so now we're going to do some trivia. I think we're tied now, I want to say. I think I, I tied it up last so. time. Yeah, you tied yeah. it up. All right. So here's your first question. All right. Who describes the second Death Star as relatively unprotected? Um, I want to say Mon Mothma. Correct. Yeah. Who does Anakin Skywalker address as master while departing Tatooine for the first time? Sorry, who does what? Who does Anakin address his master while departing Tatooine for the first time? Departing Tatooine. Uh, Qui-Gon. Yes. Who determined... Who, determined to be completely healthy, loses the will to live and passes away? Gosh. Padme, that's probably the most lazy piece yeah. of writing in all prequels. Who asks Luke to stay on Tatooine for one more season? Uncle Owen! I know I'm on probation. I think the joy is going to go to the station. station. Gotta lay away. Okay, we go on. <laughs> uh, which moving vehicle does an Ewok destroy by hooking it to a tree with a vine lasso? Uh, a speeder. Yes. <laughs> what is C-3PO's three-word response when startled by Jabba the Hutt's door scanner? His three-word response? Yes. Oh, goodness gracious me. Yeah. Uber that was way Uber leaky. I loved the the door scanner oh, yeah, showing up. Like, I was like, ah, destroys I love it. it. And yeah. he's like, Argh! well, just like when it even when it first showed up. I was like, yeah. oh, it's gonna say it. And it was like Uber Bleaky. Oh, like, wait, we forgot to mention uh the uh what are they called? The the Slacious Crumb species. Uh watching another one get roasted. The Kawaki Munculus are you guys? It was amazing. <laughs> Yes. I, I like to think that, that the roasted one was Salacious Crumb. Yeah. And someone's saying, who's laughing now? <laughs> who's laughing now? Yeah. All right. So that, that uh, card was way too easy. I got all six, right? 
Yes. Again, I just make it look easy because no. I'm so good. No, I would have easily gotten so every good. single one of those. Like, like I'm like when Harry Osborn eats pie in Spider-Man 3. So good. So good. So good. So good. All right. That's an old meme. Yeah. But it still checks out. How many eyes does the Dianoga use to check out the activity in the Death Star's trash compactor? One. Who opens his robe (laughs) with his left hand and draws his lightsaber to his right hand using the force in Count Dooku's secret Geonosian hangar? Yoda. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who claims his field promotion may have been due to his little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab? Uh, Lando. Yeah. Little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. Uh, who nods respectfully to Boosh following a satisfactory bounty negotiation with Jabba the Hutt? That would be Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Where? Ah! I hope, I hope that's the main one too. Yeah. The malfunctioning jetpacks. Yeah. I kept expecting it to malfunction yeah. in this episode. Uh, which droids equipped with blasters and shield generators... Fight Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan Kenobi to a standoff. Droid, because... They're no match for droid, because... <laughs> How about... You know, the sequel trilogy doesn't have any good accents. They don't have any good racist accents in it. Yeah. Where are the racist accents? Right. <laughs> Come on, JJ. Uh, how many movies... Feature C-3PO with his head detached from his body. Ooh. Um, okay, so A New Hope, C-3PO keeps his head attached the entire time. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Now, this is with, this is as of uh, well, episode is seven. seven. Yeah. is like the, so I'm going to sit, uh, Empire Strikes Back, he loses his head. Return of the Jedi, he keeps his head. Um, his head is attached when he's first turned on in episode one. He loses his head in episode two, and he doesn't do anything in episode three. So I'm going to say two movies. You're right. Yeah. We're still tied. Yeah. That was an easy card. This is easy card. That's the only way you could have gotten him. <laughs> Um, all right. So, that was a good one. Yeah. So, like I said, next time we're going to talk about the themes that tie all nine films together. All nine films together. I'm excited. We're, of course, of course, going to go into ring theory. I'm oh, sure. Probably. I'm sure you've got some ring theory sure. stuff going on. If I, don't, if I don't mention every other word, at least. Yeah. What am I doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so yeah we will see you next time um, we're continuing to post hilarious things on our Facebook page so check that out there and we will see you next time you need to drop your microphone I'm a podcaster microphones are part of my religion then you are not getting your recording equipment back always Voice of the rebellion.
functioning less as well. This is all this part. Each week after going this way, but you do know better. What's that? A transport? I'm safe. 